Well, greetings, imagination connoisseurs. Once again, it is I, your Duke of Dope Discourse, Robert Meyer Burnett, and this is the John Campy Show mailbag for, my God, March 2nd, 2022. It's amazing. We're just going to jump right in and see what all of you have to say or want to know or, well, let's just find out. We're going to start with no Jim. <laughs> Back for more airy the Batman soundtrack comparisons. Uh-oh. Have you listened to Meow and You and Everyone We Know? I have not. Then gone back and listened to Gotham's Reckoning from The Dark Knight Rises. The similarities and the light motifs are airy. He's dead, Jim. Well, are you saying that one film composer might have taken inspiration from another? I have a lot of James Horner soundtracks, and I see what you're getting at. But I do have to say, I think Michael Giacchino's score for the Batman is quite different from a lot of the other scores that we have heard in the Batman film. Certainly different than Danny Elfman and, of course, uh, Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard's score for the Batman. And then what, I mean, I really love uh, Hans Zimmer's scores for The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. They're epic. I mean, The Dark Knight Rises. But I think that the they're very different score. Giacchino's score for the Batman is very different from... Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. I think when you, especially in context of the movie, it gives the film a way different feel. So, Anonymous says, Hey John, I just wanted to let the community know that there's a new show called From, about a community of people trapped in a small town who must lock themselves in at night when monsters come out. It's great. John reviewed that, um, and he watched the first four episodes and said it was really, really good. You are not the first person to tell me that. John said it was good, but I've heard like five or six people. I watched the trailer for that, and it looked really good. Um, I just hope it's not what I call an impossible premise show, where they never answer the question, why are we here? And here's the thing. When, when, some, when some family, when you, when you find yourself in sort of a pocket of time space, wherever they're locked into... And you never find out. My question is, okay, how did they get there? But more importantly, there was something created this scenario. There's intelligent design behind all of this. And I, I hope they answer the question. But I'm going to watch the show, and I, I really want to see it because it looks great. The trailers were really, really creepy. Uh, Motossum says, hello, John Andor, Rob. Hey, it's me. On the subject of seeing a standalone Marvel movie, I'd love to see a biopic of Stan Lee. I know there's a few documentaries and videos of him, but I'd love to see a deep dive character study and a great actor to portray him properly. What about the actor from Glow who has the podcast, Mark? I want to say Mark Moran. Is it Mark? It's not Mark Moran. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? But I, I'd be interested to see that. I mean, I don't know, you know, other than the Marvel bullpen dealing with all the artists, I'd love to see his relationship with like Steve Ditko and, and of course, Jack Kirby. Um, John Sal Buscema. I mean, I would like to see that. It'd be really interesting. But I don't know how much drama there would be. Although there was that book that came out about the rivalry between DC and Marvel, which they could absolutely uh, get into. And I would watch it. Why not? I think it'd be kind of cool. I have a hot toy of Stanley from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, Rolando Jesperson sends in a tip and says, Hey, guys, I watched The Godfather for the first time. Thanks to you. My God. Was your life changed? Um, I hope it was. The long-awaited Lord of the Rings-inspired dark fantasy game Elden Ring is here, and it's to games what The Godfather is to movies. Thanks for The Godfather's suggestion, and now let me return the favor. Well, Rolando, 
if you like The Godfather and you're recommending a video game, I would say, bruh, you and I park our shuttlecrafts in the same shuttle bay. People have been telling me about uh, this game, Elden Ring. I don't know much about it, but all I've ever heard is that it's great. But because you, Rolando, are equating it to The Godfather, dude, that goes right to the top of my list. Now, I'd forgive my ignorance, but does it, is it a PlayStation 5 game? It doesn't really matter because I have both an Xbox and a PlayStation. But to be honest, I haven't opened my Xbox yet. And I've had it for like six months, which is crazy. Uh, Paul sends in a tip and says, hi, I enjoy your content. My question is, under or over 35% that the Noah Hawley Alien TV series actually goes into production? I think it probably will. I mean, I know a Star Trek movie isn't going to get made, but I think the show will go into production. I only hope one thing. Like, I'm a huge fan of the Alien franchise, and I think the first Alien, aside from the clearly dated computer display screens, um, I think it's nearly a perfect film. But I really hope, I know it's supposed to be set on Earth and it's going to deal more with AI. I really hope that one of the great things that I love about Alien is that the Lovecraftian nature of the aliens themselves in the first film, like, we should never have found out where the derelict alien ship was from or where where the, well, we called them the, we called them the space jockey for years, but then when Prometheus came out, we he was identified as being an engineer and we learned about their home world and everything, and it completely de demystified all that stuff. I think one of the great things about the Alien franchise is that the aliens themselves should always have been unknowable. Where do they come from? You know, clearly, as Ash says in the first Alien, they're a perfect organism. And I just wish they just left it mysterious. Sometimes we don't have to know everything. Of course, that's just me. Some people want to know everything. I, I don't think it's done the franchise any any favors. And really, back to Earth again after a AVP, although I do love an AVP 2 Requiem, we do see the Predator homeworld. And like this pr poor Predator, he's just doing his job. You know, and he has to go clean up the mess. I love that. Uh, Matthew Lane says, hey, John and crew, I just wanted to say as a fellow good Canadian boy how amazing it is to see you as a Canadian showing the world what we can do. Keep killing the game and bring on the filthy. Well, Matthew, I got to say, I'm from Seattle, which makes me kind of an honorary Canadian. I know I'm being presumptuous in saying that, but um, I did bring uh, or begin my drinking career in Canada when I was 18 because you could drink when we were 18 instead of 21 like here in the States. And we would drive, we drive up to Vancouver. It's only like three hours away. I love going to Victoria and Vancouver. It was great. And I've been throughout Canada now taking projects and films. I've been to Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg. Uh, Montreal. I've never been to Toronto. I know it's my secret shame, uh, but um, I love being a part of the Campia crew. It means a lot, and John does represent for your country quite well, and uh, you should be proud of him. Carrie twenty five says, "Hi guys. Hope you enjoy the Batman." Oh man, did I! I loved it. Also, I enjoyed John's reactions to my message yesterday. It was fun. Would also like to apologize to Rob as I believe I was remembering a show differently saying you said DC was already in the MCU, so my apologies and not yet. Well, I, I don't quite remember what I was referring to. I mean, I I would love to see a... I, I think I was saying that you could have a DC character in Multiverse of Madness. Like I was making the, the, uh, the, the comment, I think, that I'd love to see Flash like just running because we've got a Flashpoint movie and there's no reason. Wouldn't it be funny if they did a crossover? Because Kevin Feige is the kind of guy that would do that. I totally believe he would. I think it'd be cool. Maybe think people think I'm crazy, but I wouldn't mind it. 
Um, and also in the comics, there has always been DC crossovers. I talked about in Teen Titans uh, in the early 80s, the 80s Teen Titans, they had um, um, Dark Side and Dark Phoenix crossover, Superman and Spider-Man crossover, Superman and Muhammad Ali, I think like Batman and the Hulk. And then they did a great, uh, the great George Perez uh, did the Avengers versus JLA crossover, and that was awesome. So I'd love to see it. I think it'd be fun. <clears throat> Joey Hamilton sends in a tip and says, one of two. On Batman Beyond, while the show itself wasn't exactly huge, I think the concept of an older Bruce Wayne training a younger Batman with futuristic tech is what we're talking about. More the concept than the IP. Plus, you'd have the nostalgia factor of Michael Keaton in the role, much like the Bruce of Batman the Animated Series. Batman was the same character in Batman Beyond. A Batman Beyond movie in the Burtonverse equals awesome. Joey, I'm with you 100%. God bless John, but I don't know what his blind spot is about the Batman Beyond TV series. I mean, obviously, it was, in fact, the sequel series to the Batman, the animated series, which is one of the great, not only great superhero animated shows of all time, just one of the great animated shows of all time, period. And I thought Batman Beyond was a terrific follow-up. I love the whole idea of it. Um, you know, Batman Beyond is in the Arkham games. Uh, is it Terry McGinnis? Is in the Arkham games. And Hot Toys did make a Batman Beyond figure that I own. And it's awesome. So, yeah, I'm with you 100% there. Bring it on. I mean, why wouldn't we have it? I don't know. Jolzy81 says, Guilty pleasure recommendation. Big trouble. All-star cast with Tim Allen, Ben Foster, Renee Russo, Tom Sizemore, Johnny Knoxville, Stanley Tucci, Sofia Vergara, Zooey Deschanel. The list goes on absolutely hilarious movie from 02 that everyone slept on i have not seen this i remember when the movie came out but i have not seen it i hope you don't think less of me samuel cote is a cote says greetings from quebec really love your show i was thinking about dr strange in the multiverse of madness trailer and i was wondering what you guys would prefer as a big reveal in the illuminati an iron man played by tom cruise or a robert downey jr playing a variant I would much rather see Tom Cruise. I know John's always talking about Robert Downey Jr. coming back, but the thing about him coming back now is uh, his sacrifice was so great. I mean, it really was the culmination of, well, at the time, Endgame was a 22nd uh, MCU movie. And when he says, I am Iron Man, and snaps, snaps his fingers, he had such a beautiful, well, death scene and then, and then funeral. I, I think bringing him back would cheapen. If you're gonna bring him back, bring him back much later. I think seeing Tom Cruise as a as a superior Iron Man variant could be uh, very very cool. Um, just my two cents. Over the top sends in a tip and says, "Hi John, controversial, but my favorite performance by an actress was Penelope Cruz, Jodie Comer, dialogue emotion nailed, and cinematography Green Knight. I loved Coda. Surprise, Cruz is not up for an Oscar, and Comer not even selected in the twenty for a BAFTA. You know what?" Here's the thing. Um, a lot of times when movies don't get the recognition, the full movie itself get, gets the recognition it deserves, great performances are somehow lost. And I hate that. You're, I, I would assume you're talking about in um, The Last Duel, because she was amazing. And I totally agree with you. And Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers, man, um, an incredible performance. Incredible. And I'm, I'm with you. 
And I thought The Green Knight was an incredible film as well. And, uh, you know, again, sometimes the popularity of the movies they great work doesn't get recognized because it's not either seen by the academy or not enough people see it but i think those are great choices and uh you absolutely are right i don't think that's controversial at all i think you're right there uh phil lynch says my friend and i couldn't wait for the batman he unfortunately oh passed away in december at the age of 29 i'm really sorry to hear that Really missing being able to talk with him about this movie as we are in the week of its release. Buying an extra ticket in his memory. Phil, I'm sorry to hear that your friend passed away. You know, uh, my best friend here in L.A., my friend Sean, passed away uh, in his early 40s in 2011. And not a day goes by where I don't think about him. And, you know, it's weird because his Facebook page is still active. And every year on his birthday, which just passed... um, I always have to go back to his Facebook page and leave a message. You know, it's not like he's ever going to see it, but it pops up. It's such a, we live in such a strange time. I mean, there's people who I know that have passed away that I've left messages on my phone and never take them off because that's the last, that's the last bit of their voice that I have and uh, the last bit of memory. I think it's really cool that you honor your friend in that way and buying an extra ticket. But you know what? Maybe... Uh, buy that extra ticket and buy it in his honor, but maybe take somebody, either a new friend or somebody that's close to you and tell that person, say, listen, I bought this extra ticket, but maybe you and I can go together and let me tell you about my friend that passed away and, and maybe convey a couple of stories or two to another friend of yours and start a new tradition. Um, Rigo sends in a tip and says, hey, John, I had a great time cooking for you guys last night. You got to bring in the whole crew next time. Enjoy your game day. Rigo, I heard about this. Are you the guy, are you the cook at the, uh, was it like a Benihana type restaurant called Shogun? First of all, I love that kind of food. I don't know why I was left out. Come on, man. What am I, chopped liver? I wish I could have gone. I, I, I'm coming in. I'm coming in to see you. I'm saying I'm part of the Campia crew. I want to sit at your place. I want to watch you work your magic. I can't wait. I'm so pissed. I'm like, come on, man. Why didn't you take me to that? Rose Twins, one of two, or Rose Twins, two times two, one of two, says the Rosenblooms here with the one plus one sets of twins from Atlanta. Rose Twins from Atlanta. I wanted to take a sec to think about, oh, 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 I wanted to take a sec to think about our movie fans in Ukraine prayers with them. I spent many good hours of work with some great movie fans who had to return to Kiev a few years ago. We had great language and communication barriers, but with Google Translate and our love of movies, we forged our friendship. What are one or two movies that cross borders and barriers and connect us, the human race? Cheers, John and crew. That's a great question, Rose Twins. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of of foreign cinema, so I've seen a lot of movies. I think a lot of Kurosawa movies you know there's a great Kurosawa movie no it's not a samurai movie it's called Akiru and um, they've just remade it with um, Bill Nye which played I, I want to say it played it I don't know if it played a can or no no it didn't play can because that hasn't happened yet but I think that you know a lot of movies like that I think Amelie uh, my the French film Amelie which is a favorite film of mine transcends boundaries but Akiru was the first movie that came to mind um 
it's a quiet film about an old man who discovers he's dying. And, uh, well, I don't want to tell you anything more about it, but it's a, it's a very sweet, beautiful movie. And, um, you know, I think one of the great things about the great movies, this, you know, there's another good movie that, uh, a comedy called The Gods Must Be Crazy about, well, you know what? Just watch it. But, um, and if you're talking about our friends in Ukraine, you know, I go back to Sergei Eisenstein. Uh, Sergei Eisenstein, the god or the the creator, basically, of modern editorial language, the five levels of montage, and his famous film, The Battleship Potemkin, which uh, takes place in Odessa. So, uh, check that out. The main man sends in a tip and says, Hey, John Campy, crew, got a question, which is likely to happen first on the big screen one day. A Red Hood movie or a Batman Beyond with Terry McGinnis? Also for Rob, I caved in and bought an Aquaman hot toy. So worth it. Which is your most anticipated hot toy this year? First of all, I know John. John's not here, so he can't be like, Batman Beyond. I want a Batman Beyond movie with Terry McGinnis and Michael Keaton playing old Bruce Wayne. Come on, man. Um, congratulations on the Aquaman hot toy. Did you get the Justice League version or did you get the classic gold and green suit version? Um, I like both. I like both figures. My, I think my most anticipated hot toy, um, God, there's a lot. I really want the two pack of nightmare Batman and black suit Superman from Zack Snyder's justice league only to go with the rest of my justice league collection. Cause I'm getting, I just got Martian Manhunter from Zack Snyder's justice league and I've got the doomsday. I got doomsday Joker and, um, I have, um, flash coming as well. So. I totally want to get that uh, two-pack. Can't wait. Kelsey Schumacher sends in $50. My God, Kelsey. That's very generous of you. Thank you so much. Kelsey says, I started watching you when my boyfriend showed me your out-of-the-theater review for Shang-Chi. Let me just say I wasn't excited until I watched your review, and now I watch you guys every day. I look forward to 12 p.m every day i love you guys keep it up kelsey first of all thank you for so generously supporting the channel but second of all you're a wise woman you should listen to everything we say no i'm kidding um well first of all it's pretty cool that you uh you would do anything that a boyfriend tells you to do because you know my girlfriend i tell her to do things she never she never listens you know i'm always actually she's always telling me to do things and i don't have a choice i have to listen Works out better that way, I found out. But no, I'm just kidding. But I'm glad you watched the out of review, uh, out of the theater review for Shang Chi. Um, you know, I really loved Shang Chi. I, I loved John and I went and saw it at the El Cap, and um, it was a lot of fun. I really, or no, we didn't. Did we go see it at the El Cap? We took a picture of it. I think no, I think we did. Yeah, we did. I really, I love Shang Chi. I Shang Chi. I, I, I make no apologies, and uh, don't let anyone tell you any different. By the way, again, thanks for supporting the channel, and thanks for becoming a new viewer. And if you can evangelize the joys of the John Campia show to anybody and everybody you know, we'd very much appreciate it. A seconds from disaster, one of two. 
Continued from yesterday that I couldn't post. I think DC works better as self-contained stories, especially Batman. Bale's been my favorite Batman, but there was a lot wrong with it, and Reeves' Batman is shaping up to be my new favorite iteration. My friend and I have seen every Batman appearance since Batman Begins in IMAX opening night, and we have tickets for Thursday night, continuing our tradition. Can't effing wait. Hope you all enjoy the movie. Bring on the filthy vengeance. Uh, you know what? That's First of all, it's so cool that you... You and your friend have a tradition like that where you go, you go on. I mean, isn't that crazy? I mean, isn't it crazy that there's now been Batman movies since since Batman Begins? It's 17 years of Batman movies. I mean, how cool is that? So you've had three Nolan Batman movies. You've had, I mean, if you can, can Suicide Squad had Ben Affleck in it for a brief moment. So I mean, that's it's pretty great. And look, I think if you watch the show, you know of our love of. Um, of the Batman. I love this new Batman movie. I thought it was absolutely terrific. Um, you know, we're going to revisit The Dark Knight again. I mean, I've seen The Dark Knight dozens of times, I think, but I'm going to watch it again after having seen The Batman to see what I think about it, which I think is kind of cool. So I'm really, really kind of excited for that. And uh, I think you're going to love The Batman. Uh, right back, tell us what you think. Seconds from Disaster goes on to say, it appears Warner Brothers blocked the Batman release in Russia. They did. Citizens who are protesting the invasion of Ukraine are missing out because of the actions of Putin. In the words of Wanda, that doesn't seem fair. What are your thoughts? Is Warner Brothers making the right call? Look, uh, I think the greatest way to make your opinion heard if you're a company or, uh, is to withhold um, product. I think, look, I, I not to get political, um, but... I, I think the invasion of a sovereign nation, I used to be, full disclosure, my ex-wife uh, was from Kiev, and I uh, I never I never made it there. Now I'm sorry I never made it there, but uh, this kind of aggression is, it's unconscionable. And now they're attacking civilian targets. I mean, the least Warner Brothers can do is, and they're not the only ones. They're not the only ones. They, you know, there are other people uh, other studios are following suit. And I think that's the way they can protest. Withholding their product is and, and damaging their economy. That's, that's a way, without resorting to war, to make your feelings known. Arun sends in a $100 tip. Arun, first of all, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you from all the Campia crew for supporting the channel in this fashion. Hi, John, fellow former Torontonian, watching since the Man of Steel days. I hope you love the Man of Steel as much as John and I do, because we do. My best friend, Jigen, introduced me to you. He's a doctor living in Toronto, flying 5,000 kilometers to Glasgow to meet me and watch Batman in the city it was filmed in. Big thanks to him for flying here. Dude, you, you have a doctor friend coming all the way to Glasgow to to watch the Batman with you? Dude, how cool is that? That's like the coolest thing I've ever heard. Uh, uh, you must give him my, my congratulations, my admiration, and uh, that's pretty cool. It's cool that you have a friend that would do that. And by the way, if I can suggest, I'm sure you already have your tickets, you already know this, go see this in the biggest, most thunderous theater possible. The sound is Wait, wait, wait until you hear what the Batmobile sounds sounds like. I mean, it'll shake you down to your skeleton. It's awesome. It's awesome. So congratulations on that. 
You guys are going to have a blast. The Dirty Towel sends in a tip and says, Now that the Netflix Marvel shows are coming to Disney Plus and bringing a parental control setting with them, do you think there's any chance Moon Knight could be rated TVMA when it drops? Hmm. That's a good question. You know how much I'm looking forward to this. I think it's a distinct possibility. I absolutely do think it's a distinct possibility. Um, we'll see what happens, but uh, it absolutely could. Um, and I, I mean, it'll be interesting if a first-run Marvel show only... I only said because Kevin Feige's talked about how brutal the show is going to be, um, but I definitely think that could happen. It depends. I mean, we... We've seen a lot of violence, but not not a level of personal brutality. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see, but it very well could be. Um, I don't know. I mean, Moon Knight drops at the end of this month, but and I don't know when they're starting the paywall. Is it immediate? I don't remember the date, but it could. I don't know. Our friend the Jughead from the UK comes in, one of three. Hi, John, Rob, Chris, and Ray. By the time you receive these messages, you all would have seen the Batman we did last night. I'll be seeing it this Saturday over here in the UK. Wow. Batbale is still my f my fave. One of three. I have a sneaking suspicion that that's, this could change after 5-3-22. Uh, actually, that would be May 5th here, but you mean March 5th. I always remember that when Christian Bale was announced to put on the cowl, he was universally praised by fans and critics, and this says a lot. Anyway, Stones Bank, or I mean John... Happy birthday, belatedly. Keep up the great work. My love and respect to my other brother, Rob. Right to you, Jughead. Love and respect to Chris and Ray. Love and respect from the UK, guys. Well, Jughead, you are a great fan of this channel and a great fan of my own channel. And I want to thank you for the support of this channel and my own support, uh, support for me too. And you are a friend of the channel and you are, you're like a brother from another mother. And one day I'm going to come over to the UK again and we'll have to go out and see a movie and have a few pints. Look, I got to tell you, I mean, I, I thought Robert Pattinson was terrific in the role. I love this movie so much. I think we all did. It was really amazing. We all had a great time. And you are going to have a great time, too. Thanks for writing in, man. By the way, hit us back. Tell us what you think. I want to know. I want to know what everyone thinks of this movie. I'm fascinated by it. Anonymous sends in 20 bucks. Thank you so much, Anonymous. Hey, John Campy and the crew, what do you think about the way they market Spider-Man Far From Home in the Flash movie? Far From Home didn't officially confirm any cameo or surprises, while it seems like the Flash did confirm some major characters. Thanks. Well, Anonymous, I think, you know, it's a, it's, it's a toss-up. Obviously, you want to entice your audience with the promise of cameos, but you don't want to give everything away. So it's kind of tough. It's tough. It's a really, it's kind of a mm, tough line tough line um I, look i'm i'm changing i used to want to know everything as i get older and closer to death i really would prefer not knowing but it's hard it's our job to watch trailers and comment on them but i kind of want to live in a world where i don't know anything that's kind of the way i think about it now nate Sends in a tip and says, do you think they'll ever bring Clayface into a live-action Batman movie? I hope they will, but it seems like they're only interested in doing the more grounded villains in the standalone Batman films. Thanks, guys. I love the show. Well, Nate, it's really hard. Like, like here's the thing. I think you can bring in any villain, but the tone of the movie has to support... Like, Clayface is clearly a more fantasy-oriented villain. Hard thing to do. I think it's a hard thing to do. 
to do Clayface, especially when you watch when you watch the Batman, it's really grounded in reality. And I think it would be really hard to um to do a Clayface, but that's not to say you couldn't. Uh, Matt Reeves himself was talking about in interviews this week that I was watching that he has an idea of how to bring uh, Mr. Freeze into the universe and into the same the Batman universe. Very serious, very grounded, down to earth, lots of verisimilitude. So it really depends how it's done. I think Clayface is a harder character to do than, say, Riddler because obviously his whole persona is more like he's he's very much a fantasy character as opposed to a man although maybe he's just nicknamed clayface for a certain reason but then of course if you change the character too much then people get upset so i don't know it's a good question gregory barrett sends in a tip and says hi john and rob your love of physical media rob has inspired me to take back up my movie collecting no hbo max here in canada now i'm buying the dc movies i enjoy also buying more spider-man blu-rays he's my favorite character bring on the filthy well gregory i have to tell you you know i'm a big proponent of physical media i have been my whole life and obviously i do a show every sunday with dieter bastian all the way from Saarbrücken, deutschland called uh, let's get physical media so um yeah and what i like is getting you know oh it was in somewhere i just bought a um i bought a set of 4ks in uh, of the spider-man movies in a book so um yeah check it out um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I love physical media. It still looks better than streaming. If you have a great home theater system, uh, 4k looks better than streaming. If you've got a great setup and I'm telling you, I love to hear that you're buying Blu-rays and you're making a collection. Plus it's nice to have a collection. It's, you know, it, it sort of honors the movies that you love. Shine a light sends in a tip and says, hi, John, not sure if you're an anime fan. I know Rob is, but you should watch the Vindland saga on prime. It's so good. And episodes only 25 minutes long. It's all about Vikings. Wow. It's a bit gory. So you might need a cushion to hide behind joking. I've never heard of this Vinland. That sounds good. So is it, is it Vinland saga? Is it actually anime? Is it from Japan? I mean, it's, I, I look, I know the words anime. People say anime, but I, I've been told it's pronounced anime. But uh, like, ah, instead of an. But uh, we'll see. That sounds good. I'll watch that. Disney Plus question. Says, hi, John. Question with the Netflix shows coming to Disney Plus star. I'm hoping we get Logan and Deadpool on there eventually, too. Isn't Logan already on Disney Plus? I seem to remember there was some controversy that they weren't going to cover up Logan's ass in the one shot. Or no, that's in Days of Future Past. When he gets out of bed, that that's on. Uh, yeah, they're right. Logan would be R-rated, so... Um, I'm sure we will. I'm hoping we get Logan and Deadpool eventually. Also, the gifted on all the other Marvel shows, over or under 35%, this is the case, like Runaways as well. I think we're going to get those shows. I think eventually all of it will be under one roof. That's what they want. I absolutely think so. I hope so. This star category sounds good. Bring on the filthy. No, I agree. I think, look, Disney Plus, I think they're going to bring everything down there. I absolutely think it's all going to come under one roof that's what they want they want all the marvel shows in one place angelic annihilator sends in a tip and says 
I know people have said similar things before, but I think the multiverse will be around for about five more movies, and it will be one of the main objectives for all the heroes to come together and seal off the chaos from other universes and dimensions. I think Feige knows that the multiverse is becoming too convoluted, but it'll be open for the other properties to join the MCU. If they need to use the multiverse in the future, they can say mistakes were made, we forgot to do this and that, etc. Angelic Annihilator, that's pretty interesting. I, th- I, I think you could be right about that. I hope it doesn't become too much of a crutch. You know, I don't want to see that happen, but it could be something along those lines. I absolutely agree with you there. I mean, if they're leading up to Avengers Secret Wars or something like that, they I think they will keep the multiverse around. Um, I, you know, it's a tough one. I just don't want it to become a crutch. Let's bring in all these characters. I mean, I really think the sanctity of the sacred timeline should be should be kept. Um, you know, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Um, Ruby, Ruby Rock, are you green? I love that dude. How great's the fifth element? Um, Hey all first time tipper. You often say the Oscars are the most watched show on television besides sports, but I want to mention my own passion, the Eurovision song contest, which gets 180 million views each year from 50 countries. No hate to the Oscars, by the way. Well, Ruby Rock, um, I want to say you're right. We don't, I mean, Eurovision does not, it's kind of like football. I'm not American football, but, you know, real football. (laughs) We kind of, like, Americans are like, when the World Cup's on, suddenly we pay attention. But, you know, if someone says, hey, what did you think of the last Tottenham game? Or, or, you know, Arsenal versus uh, Manchester United. People are like, huh? What? Over here? Kind of like the Eurovision Song Contest. We just, Americans are, we're so detached. You know, we got these two oceans on either side of us. What happens around the rest of the world? Yeah, which is a big failing of ours. Uh, but kudos to you, sir, for calling yourself Ruby Rod. Nice reference. Marvel Misfit sends in a tip and says, I agree with you, John, about Disney Plus adult content for the MCU. When watching Eternals, which I like, uh, the sex scenes seem just awkward and out of place. I have no problem with adult content, but there's a place for it, and the MCU isn't it. Marvel, normally... I would agree with you 100%. However, I did think that was tastefully done, and it was sweet. It was beautiful. Uh, And I think for the Eternals, I think it kind of worked, but I understand what you're saying. I really, I honestly, as we love to bring on the filthy here at the John Campia Show, and God knows I do, um, I think you're right. There's a place for, just like I think a sex scene in a Star Wars show or movie would be kind of out of place as well. Uh, Miguel... Uh, Velasquez says, hello, John and crew. I'm a big anime fan, and I read that Sony bought Crunchyroll and now absorbed Funimation. What are the chances it goes back to HBO Max? If not, then where? Look, if Sony bought Crunchyroll and absorbed Funimation, it's interesting. I don't... I think Sony has a deal with Netflix to put their movies on Netflix. I could see... I mean, obviously, I worked on Dota Dragon's Blood for Netflix, so I can see Netflix, because they've had success with animation and anime before, so I think you could see it there. Um, also, one of some of your favorite animes, two of mine, two, I think two of mine are Slime and Overlord. I'm kind of old-school anime. I mean, I love Gundam, all the Gundam shows, all of them. Well, not all of them, but I love, I love Gundam. I love Mobile Suit shows i love real robot i love the real robot shows the 70s that's how old i am and my favorite anime of all time is space battleship yamato 
and of course Legends of the Galactic Heroes, which is awesome. The remake is okay, but the original OVA series is incredible. It's the best space opera ever done, probably anywhere ever. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's all those 80s, you know, Macross, of course. I love Macross. Or we know it in America as Robotech. Um, a lot of modern animation is sort of modern anime has eluded me because I haven't watched a lot of new stuff. I love the remakes. I mean, the Space Space Battleship Yamato 2199, uh, 2202, and 2205 are great. So I'm digging those. Uh, Tristan Thorpe sends in a tip and says, On the subject of Beetlejuice, for years I always thought if they ever reboot it, I'd love to see Chris Pratt in the role. Come on, man. Tristan, you mean as Beetlejuice? He, he might be able... But you need... Chris Pratt doesn't have the sense of anarchy that Beetlejuice needs. Beetlejuice, you've got to have true craziness. Crazy from Beetlejuice. I need... Chris Pratt wouldn't bring the crazy. Although Chris Pratt could be in the movie because who's going to be Gina Davis and, um, and Alec Baldwin? Maybe Chris Pratt could be one half of the new couple like they had in the original, which I could see. I could see that very much. So, but I can't see Chris Pratt. But you didn't say you wanted to see Chris Pratt as Beetlejuice, but only in the movie. Um, yeah. Uh, Ryan Padilla says, hey, John, I'm going to see Batman tonight at the AMC Investor Screening. Can't wait. Thanks for a decade of movie news and knowledge. Well, I will thank you. I'll thank John for you um, because I think it's great. Uh, John John has the knowledge. He brings the knowledge and the filthy. I still remember watching you in the AMC closet when I was a senior in high school. Well, Ryan, um, I want to thank you for, for 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 John because he loves it when people have been watching him for that long. You know, I have to say, one of the reasons I like working for John Campia is he puts on the best show on YouTube. The best, I'd say, movie pundit show that in this entertainment space. I don't think anyone does a better job, and I'm proud to work for him. Sam Automatic sends in a tip and says, do you think the Black Widow movie would have been better if the OT uh, <laughs> Fag Benley ended up being Taskmaster? Uh, just finished Handmaid's Tale season four, great show, and was reminded of his rather small role in Black Widow. Was really surprised that Taskmaster ended up being a girl we didn't even know existed instead of someone with a personal connection to Nat. Not bothered that it's a woman, but regardless of gender, I would have loved a mutual connection there. Instead, she's basically a robot with skin. You know what, Sam? Uh, I agree. I think that the the weakest point of Black Widow was... I mean, Taskmaster is a really cool villain. And very different from the comic book version that we got. I will say that I loved the design that they used for Olga Kurienko's version of Taskmaster. But Taskmaster was a robot with skin. It was basically a non-character. And I wish, I totally wish, I totally wish that they had brought more of the real Taskmaster to the table. I, I think that that was a big, big, big mistake. So I'm with you 100% there. 100%. Um, but I'll tell you what, I pre-ordered the hot toy because it's dope. It looks cool. I mean, it'll be a better action figure than the character was in the movie. <laughs> uh, Gunny0813 says, I loved Rob's reaction on your Out of the Theater video, making me very excited to see this on Saturday and forget all about Twilight Boy. Yeah, I'm one of those fans. Yeah, you'll forget all about Twilight Boy very, very quickly. Keep up the good work. You make my work from home workdays flow. Thanks for that. Well, Gunny, I want to thank you for the kind words. 
you know, I try and uh, keep it real here when I'm giving you my, I was, to be honest, I was overwhelmed by the Batman. I really was. I was totally overwhelmed by it. I thought it was just a, an incredible cinematic experience. I mean, it, it, it took fantasy f cinema to the level that I dream of most of the time. Really incredible. And uh, on a tourist vision, a real filmmaker, writer, director coming up with something new. We've seen so many Batman movies and to see a take that was so different, I thought was really special. Thomas Patterson says, oh, here's coming to harsh my mellow, Thomas. Thomas says, I liked the Batman. I didn't love it, though. The wheels do come off a bit in the third act for me. And Riddler is a bit disappointing in the end. However, Batman is the Batman from the comics that I always wanted. This iteration is perfection. Um, well, I'm glad you feel that way. I mean, I can understand... You know, it's not for everyone because the tone and the pacing, it's a very specific flavor. And I can understand you not loving it. I get that. I totally understand that. But I think um, uh, I agree with you. The iteration of the Batman was great. It was great. And even I said, you know, when people watch this, there's going to be a lot of differing points of view. So, but I agree with you. I, you know, I, um, I'm with you. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what people think of this movie. I really am. Cause I don't, I don't have a sense of it all yet. We'll see. Um, Superman, Superman, Superman. I, I didn't know you watched the show, Cal. Superman says, hi, John and crew. Uh, you guys saying, I agree that Batman is the real identity and Bruce is the disguise. It got me thinking, what do you think about Clark and Superman? In movies, Superman is the character, but in the shows, Clark is the main guy. What do you think? Bring on the filthy. Well, look, I think that, that the real Superman is is Clark Kent or Kal-El. Superman is uh is his is his his real identity is, is the person that he is. Batman is broken. And so the the Batman is what young Bruce Wayne became. Whereas Superman is this figure that he he created, he took on to protect his his real identity as a person, protect those he loves. So I think it's the reverse. Batman is the character. Bruce Wayne is is the broken human, whereas Clark or Cal is the real person and Superman is the character he's created. I, I believe that. Uh, Adam Douglas sends in a tip and says, Adam Aaron's job prior to AMC was the CEO of my 76ers. After just two years, 2011 to 2013, Aaron tanked the organization and was fired as CEO. His nickname in Philly was the Carnival Barker. He constantly tried gimmicks that never worked. Sound familiar, right? Adam, I did not know that. I mean, you know, people just fail upwards. When you get to the CEO level, I guess they just keep hiring you. That is really good to know and also sad. And it drives me crazy to hear that. Wow. Uh, Adam, is it Raya? Raya? What a cool last name. Adam says, I don't agree with AMC charging more for certain films, but we live in an era that we need to see these types of films immediately to be part of the fandom discussion. Between all the breakdown and open spoiler videos... You have to see it opening weekend. I agree, Adam, but you know what? We're also the most loyal of the fans. We're the ones that make those opening weekends that are so important possible. And the idea that 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 loyalty, that the, the fans that turn out 
and everybody, the, the, the people that are excited, the people that go to all the showings, the people that fill the theaters opening weekend, that are, it's important for the studios, it's important for the theater chains. Why should we be the ones that get penalized? We're the ones that you should be rolling out the red carpet for. But instead, no, let's take advantage of people. Look, I'm the first person to say it ain't show friends, it's show business. But, I mean, there's something to be said for rewarding uh, loyal fans. There really, really is. And that's not cool. It's just not cool. Not cool. Uh, This one comes from Chaplin's Girl. What a great name. Uh, Chaplin's Girl says, Hi, John and Rob. I just saw a new trailer for Judd Apatow's upcoming Netflix film, The Bubble. It's about a group of actors stuck inside a pandemic bubble while shooting a movie at a hotel. It looks like a comedy, but I could be wrong. Karen Gillan, David Duchovny, Keegan-Michael Key, Leslie Mann, and Pedro Pascal make up part of the cast. It looks kind of bonkers, but not bullet train bonkers. I know Netflix doesn't quite bat a thousand with their films, but I might consider watching it. Well, Chaplin's Girl, I'd say that sounds good to me. I haven't seen that trailer. I need to go look at that trailer. I would absolutely go see that movie. Um, it sounds great. I love I love the, uh, love the cast. What a great bunch of folks uh, doing that movie. I'm, I'm in. Count me in. I'm going to go look at the trailer right now. Our friend the Jughead, all the way back from the UK here with one of three. Hi, John, Rob, Ray, Chris. If she's there, Aaron. Well, Aaron was here today. Wow, John, your rant against Adam Aaron on the, on the March 3rd show was epic. It was, <laughs> it was absolutely Brodingian, Brodingian. Bro Bob D- Bro Bob D- I don't know. I know that's a thing that I don't get that you guys get. Epic in scope, visceral in its lethality, and we loved it. Laugh out loud. Actually, laugh out loud. <laughs> um, Danello, <laughs> wait, wait, that's one of three. Let me find out. That rant was a combination of Stonebanks, Daniel Purview, and Arthur Jensen from Network in 1976. Jughead, you're the best. You have truly earned the moniker Stonebanks John. We have the same problem with high rates over here in the UK. I love movies, and fools like Adam Aaron will never put us off going to the movies as much as they might try. <laughs> anyway, Stonebanks, er, I mean John, <laughs> take care, bro, and love and respect to you, Rob, Chris, and Aaron, all the way from the UK. Well, the Jughead, I have to tell you, I even said to, to, to John when it was over, I'm like, bro, that Adam Aaron rant was, that was, I mean, I've seen some great campier rants, but that was an epic campier rant. But you know what? As our friend just pointed out, I didn't realize that he worked for the Sixers for two years and tanked that organization. You know, people get to fail. They call it failing upwards here in the States. But if you've reached a certain level of CEO and maybe you had the kind of economic uh, educational background, like maybe you went to an Ivy League school so you could get to that level. I mean, I just think that making these kinds of decisions, bad decisions to me are so self-evident. And why people get to still make them, no man can say. I need to understand what the Stonebanks thing is, too. I don't get it. I need to call. I need to find out. I need to find out what's up, what's going on there. Danello Cox, Charlie's bro, sends in a tip and says, Hi, John and crew. 
To play devil's advocate with John about Charlie's cameo, thank you. Sure, the cameo didn't move the story of the movie forward, but it did introduce Charlie Cox to the proper MCU and say this is Daredevil moving forward, and that moved the story of the MCU forward, in my opinion. Danello, you and I park our shuttlecrafts in the same shuttle bay. I agree. I think it did. I, you know, I, I do agree that you don't want fan service that makes people go, oh my God, look who it is. But I don't think, I think that by bringing in Matt Murdock, I think you're absolutely right. It does forward, it, first of all, it tells all Marvel fans, Daredevil's in the MCU. And not only is Daredevil in the, in, is in the MCU, but Matt Murdock is out there protecting superheroes uh, in the courts of law. And I think that was really, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think it was fan service at all. Uh, I disagree with John on that, but he does have a good point. But I'm with you. I think it absolutely, it moves Charlie Cox's Daredevil. It moves his story forward. And it did it in a fun way. <laughs> I'm a really good lawyer. Come on, that was dope. Who didn't like that? That was fantastic. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Yes, I did. Uh, Colin D. It looks, oh, Colin D. It looks like I come to the end. The end of these tip questions. Colin D. sends in a tip and says, regarding the idiotic news of AMC rising prices for the Batman. Problem in my area is that only three out of nine theaters are not AMC. AMC basically has the monopoly in my area. What to do? Pain in the ass to drive farther uh, farther distance and boycotting, bo boycotting won't do zip. Colin, I have to tell you, I mean, I see this, this tiered pricing as penalizing their best customers. Now, I understand everyone wants to make more money, but you know what? Like like they were pointing out today on the show, like Chris and, and Aaron were pointing out today on the show, sell more concessions. Make the experience of being in the movie. Aaron was very eloquent about this, very passionate. Um, give people a reason to come once they're in your theater, then get them with uh, better concessions, better things to eat, better ways to enjoy what's going on. I, I think that um, I think it's really terrible. And, and you're taking your customers and look, everything's going up. Inflation is, is crazy, but you know what? Um, help, help, help your fans out, help your best customers. I mean, it just, it really, it's really maddening, really maddening to hear this. And it, it pisses me off. So Colin, and yeah, like you said, there's nine theaters around you, six of them are AMC. What are you supposed to do? It's not like you can go necessarily to other places and and vote with your money or or put your money where where uh, to a different company that's not gouging their very best customers the people that come out opening night it's really lame really lame well colin you're the last uh, tip tonight first of all i want to say thank you for that and i want to say thank you to everyone that writes in uh it means a great deal to us here at the john campia show to have the support of our viewers um, I can say personally that John Campia himself, his primary concern with this show is to make the best show he can, and he does everything to make sure the viewing experience on this show is the best it can be. And to be supported by our viewers, such as all the people that wrote in today and sent in tips, I want to just thank you all from the bottom of my heart. Personally, it makes the show uh, go on. It lets me have a bit of a job. And uh, it means a great deal to us. And we love hearing from you. And as you know, if you watch me on my own channel, Rob Observations on YouTube, or you watch me here on the John Campia Show, this show is all about building a community. 
and we have one of the best communities on YouTube. So thank you very much from everybody here at the John Campia Show. My name, of course, is Robert Meyer Burnett, or just R&B, or as my mom says, Bob. That's when she's yelling at me. Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at BurnettRM. Find me on Instagram at RMBurnett, or find me on my own YouTube channel, The Burnett Work. Thanks very much, and we will see you on the next episode of the John Campia Show Mailbag. <laughs>